Hey friends, welcome back. What a week, huh? Um, okay, well, really quickly off the top, we need to discuss the fact that Chrissy Teigen quite literally tweeted at the president and said, the last president blocked me, can I get a follow? And then the actual official POTUS account followed her. It only follows 11 accounts. 10 of them are, like, related to the president, aides, and then one of them is literally Chrissy Teigen. So, like, that's my kind of politics, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm all about it. Can you imagine the person, I mean, I guess the person running the POTUS account probably doesn't scroll through and read tweets, huh? So, like, it's just symbolic. But anyway... Um, that's happening. Gigi Hadid told us her daughter's name. I think it's Kai. I just like can't deal with all the articles that are like Gigi Hadid reveals unique baby name. Like she didn't name the baby. What was what was that thing? Ash Arch- Archangel. Like that's unique and crazy, but unique. Kai is just like cute. Like it's not so crazy, you know. Kai Malik, I guess, is that child's name? I don't know. Um, Carrie Underwood is releasing a gospel album, apparently. It just kind of seems, like, inevitable. Like, it seems weird that she's waited this long to do it, but I hope she's doing okay. Y'all remember when she took that fall? And then it was like, she hid her face for so long, and when she finally revealed her face, it looked exactly the same, and she was like, I can tell. And I was like, of course you can tell. You really played it up for the rest of us. Um, anyway, what are we going to talk about this week? What are we going to catch up on? Obviously, inaugural fashions. We had coats on coats on coats. We had jewel tones. We had monotone looks. We had, oh, everything into it. We had coordinated masks. We had masks that were not coordinated. Um, let's see. We're going to talk about my favorite people from Operation Varsity Blues because they are out here trying to mess with all of us again. You do the crime, you pay the time, right? Weren't we all taught that as children? Not these people. Um, We're also going to talk about why I have seen into Mary-Kate, I almost called her Mary-Kate Ashley, Mary-Kate Olsen, I keep doing that, Mary-Kate Olsen's divorce proceedings. I think that's weird. We're going to talk about some things I'm excited to watch. Um, Some breakups have happened, so we're going to touch on those for a moment, as well as whether or not Apple's going to make all of us start paying for podcasts. So, um, not a super crazy week. We'll take it, you know? All of the Wednesdays this this year have just been, like, insurrection, impeachment, inauguration. Like, we can, we, next Wednesday, I'm hoping for a very calm day where I can actually get some work done. So, let's all pray for calm, right? Okay. Let's calm up. I'm just kidding. That's so stupid. I'm so sorry. Let's catch up. Oh, my God. Okay, let's kick it off with some more breakups. Um, top top story, top news in terms of a breakup. The One of our beloved pandemic strolling couples has called it quits. And no, it's not the one that I assumed that it would be. It is Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. After 10 months, the two have separated. Shocking. I know. Um the thing that everyone is talking about is the fact that he had a cardboard cut out of her and he like threw it out but it was like folded outward and facing outward so like everyone could see it does it surprise me that Ben Affleck has a life-size cardboard cut out of his partner zero percent do I find it disappointing that he just stuck it out on the street for all of us to see it yes but I need entertainment so I'll take it um I think that the reason that they said that they were no longer together was like she didn't see LA being her forever home. She's not from here. She has family all over the world. I think that I think it makes sense. Also, like she's he's old. 
I'm just kidding. He's not old. He's like middle age. But do you ever look at him and just think, God, what are you going to look like in 20 years? Because it's, it's not getting better, you know? Oof. Um, anyway, I hope that her and Jen still chat. I don't know that they ever did. I don't know that she ever met his kids. I don't know a lot of things, but I do know that they broke up. So now the countdown's on for Sean and Camilla, I guess, because they're basically been in Anna minus like 20 years. <laughs> um, the other breakup we have to talk about is Dale Moss and Claire Crawley. Initially, I was just going to say like, oh, they broke up. Who saw that coming? LOL, all of us. But then news started to like slowly unravel that he was rumored to have been cheating on her the entire time. So I don't know. No one knows who he was cheating on her with. Well, I guess some people do know who he was cheating on her with. But he said it was like a business relationship. But Claire was always skeptical. And so she thinks that he was cheating on him. Or heard the entirety of their relationship, which like wasn't that long, but um, I I mean I have to be completely honest. We all know that I'm not Claire's biggest fan. I'm like all about her being, you know, decisive and knowing what she wants in this life. But also I <laughs> I um it does not surprise me that Dale has like a business relationship with a woman or a friendship with a woman or whatever that predates Claire that Claire does not like. You know what I mean? Like, that is not particularly surprising to me. So, um, I feel bad for her that she just shut the whole show down to take this man home and then it didn't work out. I can't believe that it had, like, I can't believe that she just, like, blew it all up. And everyone kept being like, well, if she knows, she knows. And I was like, you people, she has the whole show to figure it out. Like, why didn't she just take the, the opportunity? I mean, she obviously wasn't going to travel, but... Maybe if she had taken the opportunity, then we could have gotten Tasha next and Tasha could have gotten to travel with Clarky or whatever she calls Zach. Anyway, we've got some breakups, you know, pandemic times, man, it's stressful. Well, in other news, this might be the last episode of Let's Catch Up that you guys can listen to. I'm just kidding. I mean, it'll probably take a while, but it might be the end of it completely because the minute y'all have to pay for this, you're out. Um, Apple is rumored to be in talks to create a, quote, Netflix for podcasts, meaning you'd pay a monthly subscription and then you get access to all of the podcasts you currently listen to for free. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think so much of the reason we all listen to podcasts is because they're free, right? Like, everyone has access. It's easy. It's on your phone. You don't pay for it. Like, we all had access to Serial. We all have access to The Daily. And we all have access to Let's Catch Up. If people have to pay, will they not just listen to their podcasts on Spotify also if they already pay for that? Like, that's what I would end up doing. I listen to most of my podcasts on Apple currently, but if they made me pay for them then I would just go listen to Spotify. And even when, like, Spotify does all these exclusive podcasts, you know, and even still it's, like, hard to convince me to listen to them there. So, like, if Apple had exclusives, I'd just be like, okay, I guess I'm just missing out on them until, you know, someone started talking about it. And then I'd get jealous and I would have FOMO and then I'd pay $14.99 or whatever it is that they'd end up trying to get me to pay. But there have been other attempts at this sort of thing, right, like paying for podcasts, um, Luminary, which I don't know anyone who was invested in that. Like anytime, anytime, uh, anytime, <laughs> anytime a podcast goes behind a paywall, I'm like done, cool. I don't need it anymore. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. We also have to stop making quote the Netflix of everything, right? Like Netflix is what it is and it's magical, but like everything that comes after it, that's just a, 
a like group of a bunch of things that you pay for we it isn't the net netflix like you can't call like sunny's the netflix of food you know just because it's a buffet like <laughs> it's a little stupid anyway point is um i don't know how this is going to work but you do know that i will sign up for an, a trial of it apple podcasts plus apple po- pay casts i don't know whatever they call it um but you know i'll sign up for it, just like i signed up for quibi Rest in power, my sweet prince. Okay, my question this week is very strange, and I understand that, but, like, what has been normal this year, you know? I mean, my real question is, what's been up with Wednesdays, am I right? The first one, insurrection. The second one, impeachment. The third one, inauguration. I hope next week... Next Wednesday is like an ice cream party. I can't stand anything else. What other words start with I that could go badly? I don't know. I, ice cream party is what I'm sticking with. But my question is, why do we have a screenshot of Mary-Kate um, Olsen's? I almost called her Mary-Kate Ashley. Gosh, that must suck for Ashley. Mary-Kate Olsen's divorce Zoom proceedings. I don't like that someone took a screenshot. Um, they, so if you weren't already familiar, I mentioned it briefly, but it might've been during my breakups thing, like way, way, way back when, when I was just listing off celebrities, Mary Kate and her very tall French husband are getting divorced. And, um, they, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. He like didn't renew the lease on their like Gramercy apartment and was like, you have to move to the Hamptons from like, he just basically like kicked her out. Um, and she filed like an emergency petition because like the courts were all closed. Um, I don't know. He's very, very tall in French. And if you remember correctly, the only news from their wedding was that there were bowls of cigarettes everywhere, which like based on her and based on France checks out. So they're getting divorced. It's obviously very sad. And um, apparently she like struggled to pull up the video. She was like, can you hear me? Which is not a good look because she's like 20 something years younger than him so like he got on and she couldn't I don't know everyone's wearing black in the photo which feels very on brand it's obviously very sad but I don't know why we have seen the picture it's very weird also similar to Kim Ye I'm interested to know what kind of money is in this marriage I would assume that there was a prenup because he's like a banker and she has all the clothing companies plus you know every DVD that any of us ever bought or um or VHS rather. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like very uncomfortable that we have seen this. Also, they were like all looking at the camera. Like, did someone say, you know, smize? Like, we're going to take a screenshot. Oh, just so weird. Why do these people keep doing this? Why? Y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm just kidding. You don't. There's no way to know. With me, it could be literally anyway. I'm talking about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. Why do they keep acting like they're special? Honey. Mm. Okay, so the reason that I'm asking this question is because, so Lori has been released from prison. Massimo was sent for longer than Lori. Lori was initially like two months. Uh, Massimo was sentenced to five months. Uh, so he's supposed to be released in April. However, his legal team is requesting that he be sent home. I'll tell you why. It's not like completely ridiculous, but like it's just so annoying because 
they're they're constantly finding like some way to like get around the system and that's not how this works so they were sent to prison obviously during the pandemic um and the way it worked is that Massimo had to quarantine and then even when he was getting negative tests apparently he was kept in solitary confinement for two months um and so now his lawyers are saying that it's had an impact on his mental physical and emotional well-being and so they're like can he serve the rest of his sentence at home so he's just asking to go home. I think it's worth noting that, like, if you watched um, the Central Park Five, you which I mean, that shouldn't be the only way that you know this, but that's how I really got like a good glimpse into solitary confinement. There is a large impact on your mental and physical and emotional well-being. So maybe don't do the crime. Um, but yeah, he's literally just asking to go home because he was made to sit alone. I don't know. It's just so frustrating that these people, because it'll probably be approved, right? Like, and Olivia Jade was sitting at Red Table Talk talking about how, like, her parents fully understood that they did something wrong and they want to take responsibility for their actions. And it's like, maybe they don't. Maybe I shouldn't have believed her um, because I thought that she was being really heartfelt. And maybe she was not, actually. Or maybe she was. And maybe her parents are just, like, really pulling the wool over her eyes. But um, we'll, I'll keep you guys updated on whether or not he gets out. Um I just think that normally in a situation like this where you committed like all these acts of fraud, you wouldn't just go to jail for five months anyway. Like you would be sent for much longer. And you'd have to pay all these fines and they did pay the fines. But like, I don't know. It's just so annoying that these people, this, this scandal, you, you guys know this scandal was my lifeblood for a while. Like put it in my veins. These people are crazy. The stories are crazy. I'm enjoying it. And now it's just getting annoying because it's like, just do what you're supposed to do. Like go to jail for five months. You know that you're getting out in April. You'll be back at home. You won't have to do anything. Like you're not missing out on a lot. All of us are just sitting in our homes waiting for this vaccine. Like, I'm sorry if you're alone, like make up some songs, maybe ask if you could get a sketch pad. I know you're a designer. I'm just kidding. That's so rude. I know that it, that solitary confinement is difficult, but like you should not be asking to go home. You should be asking to just join Gen Pop, you know, Gen Pop. Okay, I'll tell you what we're looking out for, what we're paying attention to. It's inauguration looks, okay? And what that means for some fashion moments going forward the next four years. Now, you've got all 75 of Joe Biden's grandchildren looking fantastic. I presume they will continue to do so. They looked great at the inauguration. They all had a cute little look um, at the Celebrating America Tom Hanks special, including Ashley Biden rocking herself a little tailored suit with an undone bow tie. We'd love to see it. Um, but let's talk about looks from the inauguration specifically. Let's not, I'm not going to spend that much time talking about how everyone kept calling Lady Gaga's look Hunger Games because like, given what's been happening recently, Hunger Games jokes aren't as funny as you think they are. So let's start with something that was glorious. Amanda Gorman, I'm sure that you recognize her name. If you don't, you have to look up her poem. It's called The Hill We Climb. She's the youngest inaugural poet in history. She's also a national poet laureate but again do I really know what that means um if you saw her look she looked great she had on this red satin Prada headband and then she had on this red like um like studded kind of mask and her mom had on a similar mask it was very very cute and then she had on this super bright um yellow Prada coat 
and then she had on like a like a little leather bottom and like a white button up she looked great she also looked youthful right like that's the thing the yellow on her skin was immaculate she looked 22 she sounded 42 I have not accomplished anything um she also said that she was paying tribute to Dr. Jill because when um Dr. Jill asked her to recite a poem she was wearing yellow and she was like I love it she also wore um hoops and I don't know if you could see them but there's like a ring and then there was like a caged bird and it was a present from Oprah Winfrey because it was a tribute to Maya Angelou and her poem I know why the caged bird sings can you imagine reading a poem you wrote at an inauguration with a gift from Oprah hanging from your ears um like I said, uh, Gaga was doing the most with that skirt and the Hunger Games look or whatever. J-Lo was in like a um, all-white Chanel moment. Now, let me tell y'all something. The Capitol was attacked again by her and that man taking photos. Did y'all see the pictures that her and A-Rod took on the steps? No, <laughs> they need to be arrested. <laughs> arrested. Also, the best part was that she posted them and like Alex was like constantly like scrunching his face because he was looking into the sun so they weren't even flattering of him but you know he doesn't care he was just trying to get good pics of his lady and I can appreciate that um let's get loud <laughs> hilarious um Vice President Harris's stepdaughter Ella wore this like mumu um coat situation that was like embellished at the shoulder and had like a dramatic collar she's like in fashion I feel like she's cooler than me um so like shout out to her um Okay, so let's talk about some power looks and some looks that we were paying more attention to, right? So um, Dr. Jill was not in yellow. She was in this like cerulean teal tweed um, that was designed by a woman who works for Markarian in New York, Alexandra O'Neill, um, which that was nice. She had a coordinating mask and gloves and it was great. And then later on that night, the dress that she wore, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was like white. And then at the top, she actually had the federal flower of every U.S. state and territory embroidered into it, which I did not know until I read some more. So that feels like very intentional, right? And then and that was by Gabriella Hurst, who's very much known for being like um, sustainable. And she was just uh, appointed as the creative director of Chloe. So that's pretty cool. Um, so Kamala, um, I feel like, you know, people try not to talk about it too much because we want to like focus on her policy, right? But um, the memorial, she wore this like camel coat, which I love a camel coat moment um, by the guy at Pierre Moss. Um, and then on inauguration day, she wore that powerful purple um, it was Christopher John Robert Rogers, who is um, a black designer from South Carolina, I believe, independent, incredible color. So it was the coat and dress coordinating look, which I'm here for. And also the reason this woman, she tripped down the stairs on the way to being inaugurated for being vice president. And she just like laughed and gave a thumbs up. If I did that, I'd run away crying. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I cannot be here. But she looked incredible. We had our jewel tones. We had our jewel tones. We had our jewel tones. And then we had, you know, the moment, the moment none of us knew we needed. Well, I say it was the look, but there are really two looks. Um, the first look was this powerful pantsuit belt 
Jacket Combo in Plum by a black designer in California named Sergio Hudson, worn by one Miss Becoming author, Michelle Obama. The hair laid, the waist cinched. I know I'm stealing someone's tweet, but it needs to be reiterated. The pants were flowing. That woman walks into a room, I swear to God. Everyone was like, who's that man she's with? I don't know him and I don't care. She looked phenomenal. I'm, obs- I'm obsessed. But not to be overshadowed. I mean, it was an incredibly powerful look. She's tall, so she has long legs, right? So, like, it's it's just a whole, a whole tonal, jewel tone moment. But the man of the hour who stole it all. Also, I just said the man of the hour. This man was not inaugurated. I have not even talked about the Ralph Lauren suit that our now president wore because, eh. Whatever. Great. Classic. The man who stole everyone's attention. And I'm sure that you guys have seen plenty of memes. And if you haven't, you have to. I mean, every meme is golden. Was Senator Bernie Sanders sitting in a folding chair on a step with his arms crossed, wearing repurposed mittens that were gifted to him and that same coat he always wears with his mask on? Everything about that man said... I don't want to be here, but I'll be here if I have to. All the memes were just like Joe's inauguration, Home Depot, if I have time. Like he was carrying a folder at one point. Someone was like, that folder is a cutout of an article he thought Joe would enjoy. I was screaming. (laughs) He is such an icon. And the fact that people were just like putting him in scenes like in Sex of the City and Bridgerton in that Kardashian FaceTime on the subway. It's. It must be so cool to be memed without even trying to be memed, you know? Um, but I mean, I think that's our top, our top look, is it not? With his legs just crossed his mask on. So funny. He's just so unbothered with all of us. God, what a life. Okay, so I have two quick things that I do want to mention that I want to watch this week. Um, one is on Hulu. The other, you might have to rent on Prime Video, but I feel like that won't last for long. I feel like it'll be on HBO pretty soon. I don't know, though. Um, so the first is Everybody's Doing Great on Hulu, starring James Lafferty. Sign me up. And Stephen Coletti, also surprisingly, sign me up. Um, they created this limited series that originally when I saw them posting about it on Instagram, I thought it was a film because they were pitching it at festivals and stuff, and I don't really know how that stuff works, but the show ended up being like crowdfunded to some degree and it stars the One Tree Hill alums as they have a later in life coming of age after they star in a hit vampire series and they have to like deal with the consequences. So I wonder who developed this in therapy, which one of them. Um, but I do like these two, so I'm definitely going to give it to go. I also trust Hulu to make like a good, funny, kind of dark comedy series about white people, like dry humor, white people doing silly stuff like Hulu. That's that's my place to go. I don't know why they're so good at it, but they really are. And then on quite literally a completely different note, completely different into the spectrum, um, there is a movie that I'm really interested in called MLK FBI. Um, It's a documentary. It kind of seems like required viewing if you post an MLK Jr. quote on your day off from work honoring him. Um, It is it seems very interesting. This documentary is basically a study of what most of us are already like kind of aware of, but obviously we're never taught this in school and we don't ever go, no one ever goes into great detail about it. But 
Um, if you know anything about MLK and you can glean from the title that um, it goes through all of the harassment and phone tapping and everything else that MLK went through from the FBI under the guise of like protecting the country from his violent and communist rhetoric. So friendly reminder that he was not your sweet darkness cannot drive out darkness clip art quotes and he was like literally assassinated um so just saying like i said very different than the james lafferty <laughs> stephen coletti project but um it just seems very interesting and again something that we don't talk about often enough but um james coney is comey is in it so if you haven't heard enough from him already um like mlk was literally called the most dangerous negro at one point which does sound like a great book title now, but like at the time it obviously cost him his life. But thankfully not his legacy. I saw like a cartoon about John when John Lewis first met MLK the other day and I cried. Oh, fortunate. Anyway, um, it came out on the 15th and I wish they had made it free on the 18th, honestly. But um, I'll keep you guys updated if I see it coming through free. When I saw it on Amazon Prime Video, it was priced pretty high, which like I can understand. But also, like, we're not rich, you know? Like, I will rent Elf for one ninety nine at Christmas if I can't find it anywhere else. But you can't just ask me to pay $7 for a movie. What is this? Okay, that's about it. Nothing too crazy this week, right? It's, like, pretty bare bones. Um, apparently the Megan and Harry, uh, Spotify special or Spotify podcasts are coming soon. So we'll see what happens there. I just like, don't know how I feel about it at this point because they're, they're so quick to be like, we're financially independent. We've removed ourselves, but it's like you built up an entire life of being a Royal. And now you're, you're like cashing in on that. So like, you're not just like every other kid who like left their parents' house and moved to a different country and now you're like learning to survive it's like no you guys have like a pretty pretty solid backing like a pretty pretty solid uh brand awareness going on there but we'll see what goes what happens there um a lot of tvs come back so that's exciting i don't really know what's going on like it's weird to me that things like american idol are premiering <laughs> so i'm like what are y'all doing also like we're gonna have a super bowl like what y'all remember the super bowl from last year Wow, good times. Shakira and J-Lo just like, they really just like shook us right into shutdown, didn't they? Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff's coming back. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is coming back, which I honestly thought it got canceled. That Ted Danson show, that doesn't look that good, but I'll give it a try. Grownish is back. All the Chicagos are back, which if you're wondering why I've had such a hard time telling you guys what um, I'm watching lately, it's because all I'm watching are the Chicagos. And I've finally come to terms with that and admitting it here uh, feels healthy and feels good that you guys know that about me now. So um, with all that said, thanks for catching up. Uh, we'll chat next week. I feel like next week will be better. Like this past week, I feel like everyone was just kind of holding their breath and was like, I don't want to do or say anything until we get through this inauguration. And now that we've gotten through it, everyone's like, okay, let me act a fool. And that's a thrill for me. Talk to you later. Bye.